Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome, everybody, to Love Live Ruach Remnant Reality Radio. That was Casting Crowns and Set Me Free to Kick Off RIP 2.0 Ruach Reflections. That might be yours of the word, Love Fellowship Gathering, where inquiring minds ask, were we in the Ruach HaKadosh or our own Yucca Flesh today? I am Shalak Scribe, President of Emulators MC, Shalak Habahaba, and your Yajay for Yahweh tonight. Let's get to it. We start each podcast at 707 Pacific, 907 Central, and 1007 Eastern. Uh, What happened? It bumped further than it was supposed to. Okay, we're back. <laughs> if you'd like to join us on the call, just dial 727-7317. Uh, wow. One mistake. One mistake and the tongue just bails on you. If you'd like to join us on the call, just dial 727-731-3257. No access code needed. Again, that number is 727-731. Three two five seven, and you're in. If you're new here, we hope this resonates with you, and you hope we hope you keep coming back. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. I was hoping to put that off for as long as possible. And if you're not new here, well, apparently you saw a reason to come back. So hallelujah, praise Yah for that. We are gonna see who's online with us tonight. And we'll see if Marissa is available. It does not look like it. So, I guess I will be reading the warning as soon as I find it. There it is. All right. Warning, damaged souls, damaged hearts, crushed spirits. Who you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, let it stay here. Here, here. Transformed recovery is the refuge, the healing place, the hospital for the heart, the sanctuary for the soul. Our warm, friendly environment was created for caring, compassion, and love to be realized. No plastic people here. We keep it real. We invite you to do the same. Open up and share your in-depth testimonies, your fiery trials, and your tough temptations. Holding our past inside is poison to our souls. Sharing our issues openly reveals that which has been hiding in darkness to be brought into his marvelous light. It exposes the accuser and loosens the liar and it lessens the load. The freedom to feel you can safely open up in these love fellowship groups is vital. You are under no surveillance and transformed out is not connected to any law enforcement agencies. You are not being set up for any type of failure here. No incarceration, no mental institutions, but for you to find your new exciting life as one in your new YAFAM, as a new creation. We are not an anonymous fellowship group like other 12-step programs. Rather, we are very outreaching and promotional in an effort to reach the lost on purpose. Although we are not anonymous, we are very confidential. Opening up as a group is not to put your bad business out there, but rather to put solutions out there. We in Transformed have come to understand that people will attend our love fellowship groups from all walks of life. People from every color, race, gender, and background imaginable. Newcomers will come into our groups extremely worldly, fleshly, broken people. They may be homeless, helpless, hungry, hurting souls who have no idea what to do. The amount of family dysfunction, soul sickness, and actual abuse, whether sexual, mental, physical, or emotional, 
will vary from person to person. Some may be heavily sedated on prescription drugs or may have even used today. It is very hard to help someone who is intoxicated, so we encourage anyone listening that has used today to please speak with the transformer after the meeting. We are aware that some are suffering severely and are hurting over things that may be quite graphic and horrific in nature. We want you to know you're in the right place. You're safe here. We learn to listen with the utmost sensitivity to each other's circumstances. One's scars, one seemingly impending doom of a jail sentence, repossession of a car, a home foreclosure, one struggle with homelessness, or even a house fire where all personal possessions were lost. Some will be struggling with hunger, poverty, sickness, dereliction, degradation, death of a loved one, sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, physical abuse, even torture and or extreme bodily harm, etc., etc. The list of potential hurts and pains is as endless as addictions, idols, false L's, false gods, and sins. We encourage you to patiently and respectfully listen to each person share, empathetically understanding that some may be quite, may be understandably quite rough around the edges. Their language may be offensive as they may not have yet learned to communicate properly without street talk, cursing, swearing, or lascivious talk. We ask you to long suffer with those still working on perfecting their potential dysfunctional drug damaged and destroyed abusive character. We ask as you share to refrain from inappropriate speech, but we must all be sensitive to where each speaker may be. Some may have never opened up a Bible before and may have no clue who the Messiah Yeshua is, let alone Yahweh or the Ruach HaKadosh. We can never assume that everyone is at the same place in their relationship with the Creator. Some may not know him at all, and some may, in fact, have had bizarre church experiences whereby the Ruach of Ahava, Spirit of Love, was pursuing them, but yet could not receive that love or may have rejected Yah as he was trying to save them. We cannot possibly begin to stop, censor, or filter anyone's sharing. There is a saying that, that truly applies in transform. We cannot become so heavenly-minded that we are no earthly good. Staying relatable will assist us greatly in working sacred scripture step 12 which is essentially helping others correctly in the standards of leadership set forth for transformers in the sacred scriptures. Hallelujah. 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 All right. We're going to jump into our seventh bodybuilder, our Ahaba or love offering. This is a free will offering. This offering goes to support our radio and prison ministries which Stephen Shipley is breaking into in the uh, uh, Kansas Department of Corrections, our Faith Favor Farms, Houses of Worship, and our Yahability Ministries, and anything else that the Ruach HaKadosh, mm, pardon me, would put on our plate. We are not your typical ministry. We are not seeking to build a church. We are not seeking to have to come up with $80,000 a year for a youth pastor, which is completely irrational, ironic, and totally out of line. Um, what we do is we emulate what we see written in both the Old and the New Testament. Where did they meet? How did they do things? They went from house to house. Occasionally, they would go to the synagogue. Nowhere in Scripture does it call 
for the building of churches or beautiful facilities. That was something that was created after Constantine supposedly converted to Christianity because after all, now if you have a emperor that could possibly stop in on any given Sunday afternoon because they converted the or they changed the the Sabbath from the seventh day to the first day, the emperor of Rome could stop in and want to worship with you. So that place better be looking good. You better figure out how to get money, whether you got a big steel borrow or do whatever to get it. That's not what Yeshua said. It's not the example Yeshua set. Paul in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through, 6 through 9 says, But remember this, the one sowing sparingly will also reap sparingly. The one sowing generously will also reap generously. Each one as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And Elohim is able to make all grace abound towards you, that in everything always, having all self-sufficiency, you may abound to every good work. Even as it has been written, he has distributed liberally. He has given to the poor. His righteousness abides forever. Yeah, he wants us to be happy about our giving. He wants us to give because we can. He wants us to be part of his promise. But he leaves that choice up to us. So, we're giving you the choice tonight. We're going to love you anyway. Yah's going to love you anyway. But figure out where you fit in. And if you feel like you're being ministered to here, to here, and if you feel like what we're doing is a good thing, then please, better be a better hold to the, to the ministry. Go to give.yahweh.love. Whether it's a widow's might or a larger love offering, Whatever Yah puts on your heart to do, give.yahweh.love is our free PayPal portal. Everything is tax deductible. We are 501c3 certified or verified, however you want to look at it. Or you can go to, or you can send a check your money order wrapped in a letter letting us know who you are, what you're doing, how you're doing, what we can do for you, how we can help, what ministry I may have you involved in alongside of us, whatever the situation is, communicate with us. We are, after all, part of the same mishpacha. If we can't be there in person, we would love to at least be there in prayer. So send that out to Love, Inc., P.O. Box 68138, Phoenix, Arizona, 85082. You can also text 77777 to 44321. And that will get the job done as well. As I said at the onset, I am Scribe, President of Emulators MC. I'm glad to be here. It was a decent day today. I got some stuff accomplished. Um, didn't get nearly as much done as I would have liked to, but 
Yah willing, there's always tomorrow. Um, I'm just you know, grateful that Yah continues to press in, make himself known, and allow me the privilege to continue to meditate and draw closer to him. So, hallelujah. With that, I'm going to open the line to anybody else that wants to introduce themselves. And seeing as there's only one other person on the line, we are rather limited for options. So I'm not going to call anybody else out, but I think she knows who she is. <laughs> really? <laughs> no way. I can't believe it. Well, I am Sand, and I'm happy to be on the call today with my brother Scribe. And I'm having a good day today as well. Um, I'm super grateful for, you know, technology and the ability to, you know, be creative on the computer and be online and kind of do everything from home because I don't really, you know, who wants to run around all over the place to to get things? So I'm grateful for that modern <clears throat> convenience. I am uh, grateful for the touch base today with Rock on a couple of things and am hoping and um, hoping <laughs> and hoping that the things that I have on my list, you will be able to get to. I'm going to be confident that he will be able to get to those things before conference starts because I know once conference starts, um, that'll be difficult. And I'm grateful that, uh, I don't know, I uh, got to plant, got to water this morning and take a look at how I'm going to uh, reconfigure these uh, vines so they don't scratch me every time I uh, try to water. So another modern technology is that I can look it up online and figure out how to do it. So, again, that's another gratitude for modern convenience. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Thanks for that, Sam. Sounds like you had an awesome day. And it looks like we were joined by one other as we were digging into this. Would that one other, another Cotton, like to introduce himself and let us know what he's thankful for and grateful for today? Well, um, can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. Just keep my family up in your prayers. This has been three years in a row. Something happened that will increase our car insurance, and it's not happy. But wait a minute. There was one accident with Trish car, one accident with the Infinity. No, two with the infinity, but then two years. And, uh, yeah, one with the Honda Civic, two with the infinity. Anyway, long story short, then an incident in Hartford where I want to say I thank Yeshua that fear don't live here anymore. Don't live here anymore. 
because watching the news, letting all the negative news and all the other stupidity enter into my thought pattern had for me, and it's a thankfulness because I know I'm set free and delivered now. Today I believe that I'm set free and delivered. Yeah, the doctor said claustrophobic scenarios will take place for a lifetime, but through the blood of Yeshua, I can be delivered. Because I remember being in Israel and going in a tunnel, deep, closed-in area, small, no matter how small you are, you still got to turn sideways to walk through some of these tunnels in Israel under the well and wall. I had claustrophobia there. But the enemy tried to get, yeah, if you're in the back seat of a police car, you're going to have a heart attack, anxiety attack, and go crazy. The enemy told me that for years. And I believed it and believed it and believed it. You're in a little small cell, you're going to die. You can't take that small area. So that fear set in. And the first time ever, in a long time, I'm going to say ever, I got pulled over maybe three or five times. Please get my driver's license, get my my car insurance, and, okay, give you a ticket for speeding or whatever is going for. Particular time, June 1st, where I said something tremendously impacted me, June 1st. I ain't going to go into details on everything, but Yeshua said, Daniel, you're set free. And I still let that fear creep up. Apparently, I realized that my lights are kept on when I pull over at the gas station to get gas. My lights are beeping. The thing is beeping. So I'm learning that car. Then I turn the lights off. So then I drove in Hartford with the lights off. And I got pulled over. Said I was speeding, the lights wasn't on. That was it. So I gave him a driver's license. <laughs> I reached for my car insurance. He reached for his insurance, his pistol. <laughs> he reached for his, I reached for mine. Reached for my car insurance paper, and he reached for his pistol. I think that was just a sign to get me nervous. I let the enemy creep in with fear. So I gave him my car insurance paper, then usually they go back to the car and say, okay, got a ticket for this, 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 and that. They run a check on you. Gave him a car insurance. You know, it was an infinity, tinted windows. He said I looked nervous and suspicious. Had two air conditioners, my banana seat prize and joy bike on the back, that blue and white banana seat bike. Nice bike. You know, old Walmart, Kmart Pro. Pro. So, yeah, he looked at me and, like, you look suspicious. You don't smell no alcohol, don't smell no weed, nothing like that. And he looked at me again and said, step out the car. That's when I let fear take over. Any time before in the past, whenever they asked me to step out, you're being apprehended. I'm like, what am I being arrested for? I let the window back up and call 911. <laughs> So this officer asked me to step out the car. It's almost midnight. I'm in Hartford in a dark area. Why is he asking me to step out the car? But that became a whole other scenario. 
So he called. I called my wife. I was like, I had two phones. He was reaching again when I reached for my other phone. Called my wife just to hear a voice and pray. And then 911 put me on hold. So Yeshua had his way, though, because it was a time for me to pray. And I went into prayer. I just still wasn't comfortable with stepping out the car, I'm not going to lie. So I, by the time I look up again, another officer pulled up, so I'm a little more, a little more comfortable. Then the dog pulled, then they pull up with the canine unit. Then he barking. Then they pull up with the uh, supervisor, whoever he was. So I'm like, all right, we're going to have a prayer conference now. I'm finna pray. I let the window down a little bit. They tap in the window to bust it. Reaching on the handles, I got the doors locked. I said, all right, I'm going to pray. Another one said, detective said, we'll pray when you get out the car. Like, I ain't stepping out the car until I pray. Let the window down low enough and said, pretty much bow your head. Let's pray. (laughs) It's funny now I can laugh at it, but then it was serious. I mean, they had the whole uh, Hartford team there. And I prayed, looked at the name badges, called them out by name, officer, sergeant, detective, whatever, and the canine. I prayed. They stood still. <laughs> they sure just had to stood still. They honored. I mean, whether they was of Yeshua or not, they stood still and prayed. But Yeshua had his way. Uh, so that being that I didn't listen to the sergeant, the detective, and the first officer that's called uh, obstructing an officer. That's a whole another four-point off your license and uh, something else, a big fine, and the speeding fine. They dropped the one about the lights. So when they got out the car, opened the door, they was like, you under arrest. So I'm like, whoa, okay, this is June 1st, 2022. So I was like, that's when that fear came back. And when Yeshua had for me to calm down, he'd already prayed. He'd already gave you the scenario but you allowed the situation to go worse. And because you have tinted windows and because you're in an infinity out there in Hartford, you look suspicious. You got to just admit it. You know, it's just, it is, it's suspicious, you know? So, Hey, some things it is what it is. So I got a lot of drug trafficking going through Hartford and different areas. So it's Wisconsin, but now I know, (laughs) I never let that happen again. But the reason I'm saying I'm thankful because I went out there to go to court today and I had to go into the lower level, deep into the lower level. And usually I don't like being in nobody's no basement like that. And I went down to the lower level, nobody there. Went through, and I almost had court myself. I was in there praying. Nobody there but uh, me and Yeshua. So I called them back and nobody answered. Got upstairs. They said, "Go back down there and go to this this door." Went there. Temptation came. Look at this paperwork. It was like a conference room where they got all everybody paperwork. I'm like, my paperwork over there. What's going on? Because if I leave, I'm a Mr. Court here, and then they're gonna take these eight points off my license, four points for speeding, and four points for obstructing an officer. And you know, they was already disappointed because they knew I was higher on something. They did the alcohol thing and said, you know what the legal alcohol limit is? I said, not really. I ain't thought about that in 20-some years. Wife already told y'all I ain't drinking 30 years. And they was like, well, 
legal drinking aid, alcohol limited is X, Y, Z, or whatever he said. And he showed me mine. It was 0.0. I'm looking at him like I know. We still want you to do the walk. Like, man, I'm 53 years old and kind of dealing with some health challenges outside of that claustrophobia that I told you about. I'm not going to walk that straight line with my feet up in the air saying one, one thousand, two, one thousand. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to be brief. But anyway, so you sure had his way, though. I think you sure, because it was comical then. It was on video and all that. So, uh, you know, I did that. Since you want a hair follicle, you want a, a saliva sample, man, <laughs> there ain't no drugs in my system. I promise you, I just get, got nervous because you actually step out the car. So, and it's not almost midnight, and you pull me over. And so, uh, when I went to court today, they just looked at everything. Well, I don't know. Whatever happened, they said, well, your attorney took care of everything. I'm like, what? Well, we'll talk to you and email your attorney. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Praise y'all. So, it was nothing but the blue guitar, you sure, that, hey, he was, you know, for one, going to court, because I've been to court one time and I went to jail for something I didn't do, just pretty much going to court because everything was handled, and then they locked me up for something I didn't do that time. Uh, but I didn't get caught for the things I did do, so Yeshua said, this is your consequences for getting away with what you got away with. Now you go go sit down for something you didn't do. But anyway, so going through that today was a tremendous and I got back from all and said I'm going to treat myself when I get out, had me some Culver's, went and got some water, got back, and a customer came through and bought a bicycle today, and that paid pretty much my almost my room, my, um, my, um, my what's my call it, the bike shop thing. So it paid my uh, bicycle sale, went through today, customer was happy. Car was in a shop, needed a bicycle for a short period of time. Didn't want to spend a lot of money. He was happy to spend just the amount that I needed almost for my, uh, what am I call it, for my sublease, for the lease, for the bicycle shop. So it wasn't taken away from bills. It was right there. So you sure had a plan. And, man, you're talking about the miraculous will of Yahweh, nothing but his will. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, Long story long, and with that, I pass. Well, hallelujah. Sounds like uh, you had a good day. And, uh, you know, I completely, I can completely relate to getting pulled over for uh, the appearance of a vehicle. Back in 2009, I won a, uh, a 1989 1987 Mercedes 500 SE or 550 SEL uh, on auction on eBay was the wrong car. I was supposed to be looking for a four, for a four cylinder, but I ended up getting a big eight. Greg and I took the bus out to Idaho, picked it up, drove it back cross country. Didn't have any challenges. Got back into Sheboygan after dark and got pulled over twice from the north side of town. Just right at Tidy Car. It got to the point where the second time I saw the cop turn his lights on, and I just pulled the car over, put my four ways on, and rolled my window down. He steps out of his car and says, you just got pulled over, didn't you? And I says, yep. 
So, yeah, you're running around in a two-tone Mercedes with tinted windows, and they, uh, you know, they look at you funny. So don't feel bad, Dan. It happens to everybody. Amen. So, granted, quite as entailed as yours was, but, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I see Jennifer on the line. Jennifer, would you like to say good evening and uh, share your three grateful things with us? Hallelujah. Jennifer may not be in a position to talk right now. In that case, I'm going to call on Sam and see if she's willing to pray clear the line this evening, and we can keep this rolling. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Yah, for this day, and thank you for all the overcoming and uh, Baruch Atah you had over the Mishpacha today. Uh, I'm grateful that you are always go before us and that you uh, order our steps and that you are watching out for us and we are in the palm of your hand so we are completely safe and that fear demon can never get to us. Hallelujah. And I just uh, thank you for this opportunity to be on this call tonight and to work on my transformation uh, with the brethren as we uh, confess our sins one to another and build each other up and sharpen uh, iron, sharpening iron and all the good things that are in the word that uh, you tell us happen when we come together as a group. Plus, the most important thing is that you are with us when two or more are gathered in your name. Hallelujah. So we're grateful that you're here with us. And I just pray that your Ruach will lead us and bring us into deeper knowledge of your word as it is shared and as it applies to our recovery journey. And I just ask that you live and move and have your being with us tonight. In Yeshua's name, Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Sam. Glad everybody is here with us. When we come back, we will get into the Kodesh Step 10 reading. Hello? Oh, I thought I heard somebody else wanting to come on. Uh, so we are going to take a music break here real quick. And this one will do it. A little bit of Crowder. Never gonna go, never gonna go 
was the David Crowder band with Forever and Ever. Kodesh Step 10, Rip 2.0, Ruach Reflections is an examination of yourself weighed against every aspect of a perfect walk, a perfect life, modeled after the perfect person, Yeshua Messiah. Studying the Kodesh writings seriously is one of the greatest ways to go through each Kippe Kodesh step thoroughly so that nothing is missed in the uh, development of the new you. A great suggestion for a successful orderly transformed recovery love fellowship gathering LFG format is to study in oneness each of the listed Kippe Kodesh writings for each Kodesh step. Example. As an example, simply take a weekly, bi-weekly, every other day, or even every day love fellowship gathering at the appointed time for your love fellowship group to meet. The format you develop will dictate the length of time for each LFG. Activation of numerous small intimate study groups is definitely going to take an army of servant leaders to step up, unintended. Love fellowship gatherings don't need to be broadcast on Love Live Rock or on the Reality Radio. Nor does it need to be recorded, but to generate support from multiple locations, the virtual love fellowship gathering can work in conjunction with your local LFG. Kippe Kodesh Step 10 is an activation step that activates the other sacred, the other Kippe Kodesh steps. Once we've taken some level of action on any Kodesh step, we must monitor our progress through the process of our own Yah development, recording. Yali actions, actions daily, and or even fleshly actions gives us a way of reflecting on our behaviors, good or bad. Not never for condemnation, but rather for conviction from Ruach. This check by Yah, love from within, leads us into Teshuva, change, or the way, Yeshua, to transform positively out of an old pattern of thinking, a stronghold, or even into a into a new pattern of, <coughs> excuse me, wow, into a new pattern of thinking, a yahold. A paradigm is defined by Noel Webster as a philosophical and theoretical framework of a scientific school or discipline within which theories, laws, and generalizations, along with the experiments performed in support of them, are formulated. Noel Webster, the ultimate wordsmith, had the sacred, had the Kodesh writings in English literally memorized. While in the world before coming to our understanding of transformation made available made available by Love Inc. through transformed recovery, our paradigms were definitely influenced by one's mystery, through philosophy and empty deceit, according to, to the traditions of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. From Colossians to eight the Great Roots Bible. Colossians 2.8 Watch that there not be one misleading you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men according to the elements of the world and not according to Messiah. Books of love or Ahaba Yahuwah Yahweh or I am that I am Ea Asher Ea Hallelujah Now I don't know if anybody else has got a copy of the Transformed Recovery 12 KK Steps um, Sand, do you, would you be willing to read those tonight?
Marissa took my copy with her. Oh, I'd have to dig it on the computer to find it. <laughs> That's right. I've heard, I've already got it up. I've got it up. Transformed recovery. Now let me see. Am I supposed to place? Oh well, we'll get that next song later. Transformed recovery. Twelve KK steps. Kitbe Hakodesh. The dedicated writings or the Ibri or Hebrew scriptures. Twelve KK steps. Transformed recovery. Twelve Kitbe Kodesh steps. First Yehukan four eight. Yahuwah Yahweh is love. The TR twelve KK step. Love bites of Yah. TR TR one KK step. We agreed without love, we were bankrupt. TR two KK step. We agreed Yahweh is pure love. TR three KK step. We agreed to do love as the perfect will of Yah. TR four KK step. We agreed to do love's deep, written, honest heart exam. TR5, KK Step, we agreed to share love's examinations honestly. TR6, KK Step, we prepared our souls by fasting and praying for more love. TR7, KK Step, we prayed, He, Yahweh, remove anything anti-love humbling us. TR8, we made a list of people we hurt and didn't love correctly. TR9, KK Step, we asked Yahweh, and the people on the list for forgiveness. TR10, KK Step. We examined love's nine Kitvikodesh steps daily in our actions. TR11, KK Step. We prayed and listened to Yahweh improving on love's will. TR12, KK Step. We practiced love's will daily, making messengers by Yeshua's example of living these 12 Kitbe Kodesh steps. Hallelujah. We've got a break and we'll be right back with, with our scripture reading and the questions for the day. Hallelujah. As soon as I find something that looks halfway decent, ah, this one will work. Gonna 
and turning back for the odds purposes or turning back to him to so we can better accomplish his purpose and understand what his purposes are and that is a gift that is a precious treasure and Abba wants us to understand it as that but sometimes we need to go back and see what happened before to see what preceded examples of repentance before we get to Yeshua and his call for repentance. It has always been about repenting of our sins. Repentance, teshuva, is nothing new. It's not something that came on the scene 33 years after the first, oh, I'm going to say it, Christmas. No, um, it did not, it, Teshuvah and repentance was there. It was part of Yah's plan long before Yeshua was born. Don't let the world don't let the world church kid you. Don't let it don't let it deceive you. We're gonna be going back to the Old Testament again, looking at Jeremiah thirty three. We're gonna be looking at one 
to actually one of the nine, um, there's probably a few more after that that just explain the setting better for the conversation that's being had and how repentance actually comes into it. And the fact that if we just look at what we're reading and listen for his explanation, we'll hear it loud and clear. And just so everybody knows, when I said that word, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. Okay, I just want to get that out there. I don't want to offend anybody because I used that word on the line in an almost serious manner. It was not. So, that out of the way. Jeremiah 33, 1 and following. And the word of Yahweh was to Jeremiah the second time when he was still shut up in the court of the guard, saying, So says Yahweh its maker, Yahweh who formed it in order to establish it. Yahweh is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and inaccessible things you do not know, or you do not know them. For so says Yahweh the Elohim of Israel, concerning the houses of this city and concerning the houses of the kings of Judah, which are torn down to defend against the siege mounts and against the sword. They come to fight with the Chaldeans and to fill them with the dead bodies of men whom I have struck in my anger and in my wrath and for whom I have hidden my face from the city because of all their evils. Behold, I will bring health and healing to it and I will heal them and will show them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captivity of, Jud- of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return. And I will build them as at the first. And I will cleanse them from their iniquity, which they have sinned against me. And I will pardon all their iniquities, which they have sinned against me, and which they have rebelled against me. And it shall be a name of joy to me, a praise and a kavod to all nations of the earth, which shall hear all I do for them, and they shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and for all the shalom that I do for it. So says Yahweh, again, there shall be heard in this place which you say shall be waste without man and without beast in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem that there are de- that are desolate without man without one living in it and without beast, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those pr- saying, Praise Aleph Tav, Yahweh of hosts, for Yahweh is good and his mercy endures forever. Those who shall bring the sacrifice of thanksgiving into the house of Yahweh, for I will bring back the captivity of the land as at the first, says Yahweh. There's a couple footnotes in here that I didn't touch on, and I'm not going to because they are a little lengthy. And so as you know, as we look at this, and the focus was going to be on on verse seven, but we you know we had to set the stage for the message that that Jeremiah was going to deliver. 
Abiyah had already been dealing for thousands of years with humanity rebelling against him, ignoring him, turning to other else, and he would correct and he would chastise and he would restore and people would repent. People would teshuva. And this would happen over and over and over and over again. And the remnant would walk. And you would have saints that would rise up that were more faithful than their brother or more faithful than their neighbor. That's exactly what's going on here with Jeremiah. But the invitation to one and all was still there. But what we see here is that the nation was punished. The nation was made to suffer because its leaders would not would not repent, would not turn. They would not obey Yahweh the way they were supposed to. The way Yah called them to. The way it's written in his word that he desired us to. And while each of these things in the, in the previous verses... I mean, we don't see ourselves as having cities. We don't see where siege mounds comes into play in our life, and we don't wander around with swords anymore, and we don't have any Chaldeans to fight on a daily basis. Or do we? What is it that we consciously have to stand against that could qualify as a Chaldean. What are the dead bodies of thoughts that we had that still want to rise up and get in our way? What are those things that are still within us that could cause Yahweh to be be angry with us? And cause him to dispense consequences to correct and guide us back to him. Because, you know, let's face it, I don't think there's a person on this line right now that didn't have one parent or another grab them by the earlobe, squeeze that sucker, and start dragging them around the house by it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's a fairly safe guess. Yahweh's done that a lot with all of Israel, with with Judah, with all of humanity. Because they rejected, because we rejected his concept of health and healing and peace and truth. And because of that, we have forced ourselves to live in lack, in drought. And we suffered through it thinking it was normal. Thinking that that's the best that it's going to get. Yahweh, through Jeremiah here, he is making a very, very huge 
massive promise. Basically saying that regardless of how dry and how hard our hearts were at the worst times of our lives, He is going to come out. He is going to come in and he is going to pour out. He's going to rain down on us and soften our hearts and cause us to repent and cause us to turn back to him so that he can build us up again as we were at the first. There was a time when we were pliable. There was a time when we were malleable. We might not remember those times. We might. We may be going through a season of drying now where we need more rain, where we need more of Yah. Abba knows right where we're at. And sometimes that cleansing from what iniquity might be there in order to get it off the plate, as it were, is going to take a little bit of scrubbing. It's going to take a little bit of elbow grease on his part. If he called Israel and Judah to do it, here by the mouth of Jeremiah and apparently they did he continued that request with prophetic intent through Yeshua so that the voice of joy and the voice of gladness and the voice of have the bridegroom and the voice of the bride and the voice of those praising Aleph Tav, Yahweh of hosts can be heard again from every corner of our heart every aspect of our life is that what he's calling for? am I amiss at reading that into it? Is that too much of a sacrifice to bring to him? Even though he's already done the work of building us back up so that we can stand humbly in his presence, rejoicing in the fact that he gave us the win over the adversary of our souls. And over the adversary of self, can we allow ourselves to be taken back into captivity by him? If we are called to bring every thought captive into the authority of Yeshua, 
and we are, and we all know that that verse. Yahweh practices that same principle. We are the apple of our of His eye. He thinks about us more than we think about Him. And his thought for us. Is to bring us back into being captive to his will. For us. Because that is the best possible place. We can be. But nothing happens. Without our being willing to allow him to pave the way. To lead us to to lead us to Teshuva. And I've got to figure out a way to keep to utilize that road more effectively. I know I've got a lot. Of, I know I've got a lot of work to do. Somehow, sometimes when Yah brings this out of me, I don't know where it comes from, and I know I don't deserve to be speaking it. Um, I'm I'm blown away. Um, I'm just I'm just grateful that that He still chooses to use me. So, hallelujah! With that, I'm going to pass. And if anybody else wants to. Uh, touch on Jeremiah 33, I guess that was 1 through 10, 1 through 11. The line is open. Thank goodness I didn't speak that into mute. have something. Can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. You know, it's feel good to be heard and to hear Yeshua's word from the prophets, from the weeping prophets, from the lesser prophets, from the greater prophets, whatever we want to say. He said, greater work shall we do. But this, of course, was before Yeshua. But Jeremiah had a promising word from Yeshua, from the Father, from the Messiah. And, wow, it it gave me some eye-openers there because, honestly, yeah, there were some things that I looked back at and pondered on why Yeshua, when I go back, backwards, pretty much I consider it backsliding because... My mindset was more business than looking at the will of Yahweh, business with the family, business with my wife, business at the house. I mean, and when Yeshua came, when the Messiah came forth, 
uh, with this for Jeremiah, it, it really opened my eyes to see because Scribe was talking about saints more faithful to one another than a brother. And I had some ill will towards my brothers because I'm the youngest and they never helped me fight the gangs and the projects and the learning or I'm learning in the last few years, not even the last few years, but just even as we went camping last year and my wife's stepdad said, it ain't just the military veterans dealing with PTSD, but he saw it in her, and I knew, or even not then, I kind of didn't claim it neither and said, no, she don't have PTSD. We ain't claiming that. She ain't dealing with postpartum or uh, what am I call it, uh, something else. But anyway, so lo and behold, she went to the doctor, and these things was coming to pass. I've got the other thing, the women's thing. But anyway, and Yeshua said, Daniel, you're not in a place that you are helping the scenario no better because you're pressing the issue with everything, business, where the kids are, what's going on here, what's going on there, and you're not present. Yeah, you elected to be there, but regardless how hard anybody else's heart is, or rebellious, or sins, you're still in fear and worry, and you want a dry season. So when Yeshua gave me that word, I went more into business, work, 10 hours on a job, or yeah, 11 hours, because I was doing it by myself, and uh Half hour there, half hour back, more like 45 minutes once the uh, construction started happening. And then uh, the snow, it was more away from home than when at home, not present with Yeshua. So I was at a rebellious state, hardened heart. Because even with transform some weeks or months or years ago, a couple of years, not too far ago, but a year or so ago, it was consistent in wealth of wisdom, and a lot of things was coming forth, and Yeshua said a balance, a balance. And I obtained a packet about what we're talking about here. Yahweh dispenses consequences for ways, for our ways, for our sins, and our rejection to him. Scott Scribe was talking about because it was a setback for a minute, but I didn't take heed that that was Yeshua. I repented, but I didn't take heed that Yeshua said, You're going farther and farther away from me than you're drawing closer. So these dry bones was getting drier, drier, drier. And as he was saying, regardless how hard in your heart is, some of us are in a dry season. Uh, you know, it's it's after you suffered a while, I think uh scribe was saying. And when Yeshua say repent <laughs> I did the ritual repentance, you know, the, the the our father prayer or whatever it was. I just did a quick repentance prayer, but it wasn't in my heart. He knows what's in your heart. 
He knows your heart is spitefully wicked. He knows when your heart is contrite, when you're doing it sincerely, and you're going to turn from it. So, yeah, I, re- I, I, I went through the motions of repentance, and but turning from those wicked ways was not evident. So Yeshua knew it's going to take a rock-bottom scenario, Daniel. Rock-bottom. You still want to have these fears, worries, and telling the family, I got claustrophobic. I'm this and that. I'm this and that. And all this ignorance and stupidity. And he always said that you delivered. It was done away at the torture state. It was done thousands of years ago. So what you think on and entertain the most will come upon you. So as a man thinketh, so as he. You think you're claustrophobic, you're claustrophobic. You think you're going to sit in the backseat of a police car, you're going to sit in the backseat of a police car. You think you have all these bodily ailments, all these uh, uh, man, I forget the way Rock used to speak it, but uh, when we we confess these things and, and speak them onto our bodies, we speak these things into existence. And as scribe read the first verse, Jeremiah 33 and 1, and the word of Yahweh was to Jeremiah the second time while he was still shut up in the court of the guard saying, so says Yahweh, its maker, your maker Yahweh, who formed it in order to establish it. Yahweh is his name. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and inaccessible things. You do not know them. It was him that was shit. I mean, I had dreams and visions. Goals. We sat down and went through, even in marketing, we was writing goals. It was the, 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 the supernatural biblical principles or sacred scripture principles that's in the word that he was having us apply, even to reach one, teach one, and one get one, one get one, two get two, whatever it be, you know, three and three, and multiplying. So that way, you're looking on the needs of others more than your own, and you're seeing his will being done. And the fruit of your labor is being prosperous because he desired that you prosper and be healthy even as your soul prosper. I think that's in John, third John or whatnot. But anyway, and when we came to fight, I went to fight against the enemy because we had some prayer packets that we did, and it was supernatural ancestral breakthroughs accelerated supernatural ancestral breakthroughs of ancestral curses, something of that nature. And it was a well-known pastor out of Africa that rebuked the Satanists and the warlocks and the witchcraft. And Yeshua allowed us to use that packet for a period of time in the upper room prayer. And you mean you t- miracles taking place. As I said before, school shootings canceled. Kid come to school that sure with high school with the list and then ammunition. And wherever he had the gun hitting that, 
he didn't get a chance to pull it out. Then my wife's mom falling out of a tree doing her hunting. So Yahweh was transforming our lives in the midst of that, and I was doing that 21-day fast as well. And it was a miraculous overturn of events that could have been worse. And I know it had to be sure because we had no way of rebuking and knowing that these things would take place. If it had not been Yeshua on our side, where would we have been? So I'm thankful to this day that even at verse 6, Behold, I will bring health and healing. I will heal them and will show them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captivity of Judah, Judah and the captivity of Israel. to return, and will build them as at the first. And I'm just in awe of what Yahweh has done in my life and bringing first fruits back that he did when I first accepted him and had peace and joy in the residence. I mean, it ain't all good in Shorewood, but it's a little bit better than what I was before. Um, I went to help my brother with some things, and it, it just opened up my eyes to where he brought me from. And I remember we had PJ over there, my brother Sydney, and uh, we was tearing down the back wall, the back hallway stairs. And I thought it was a great, grand idea, and it was going to be an easy job, but I don't know if it took me six months or more but Yahweh had a plan to keep us busy, keep us out of idleness, and be able to still, wow, I think I was working at uh, 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 the vet's place. Uh, uh, Veterans Employment Training Center, it was called. Uh rode a bicycle from Shorewood to that area a couple of weeks ago with a, uh, a, a Marine veteran that was in World War, I mean, not World War, he was in, I think, Vietnam time. But anyway, the Marine veteran just, he rides. He walked that distance, three hours, four hours. But I asked him, because I worked on his bike, to, if he wanted to go on a bike ride so we could test out his bike, and I could see how his bike ride. I didn't think we was going to ride from East Capitol to Drexel and Howell, Oak Creek, South Milwaukee, and then go all the way up to the Chick-fil-A's out on Howell and Trexel and, and get some, some 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 grub out there. But, man, that was a ride. But I needed that. It was a release of some steam. It was a release of some stress, some concerns and worries. And the weather was a prey, and it rained and poured. And he said, you still want to do it? It was all the way to the lakefront downtown Milwaukee. I was like, let's do it. And Yahweh held back the rain and brought forth sunshine. And we rode that bike ride, farthest bike ride I've done since I was a kid. I don't even know if I ever did that far. When I was a kid, 53 years, and I'm doing 53 miles 
in less than two hours and then doing more turned out three and a half hours. So Yahweh had a plan. He knew what I had need of. And that allowed the stress to take place because somebody complained about bikes being on the sidewalk and not on my my sublease property here. And it it kind of was him saying, we're going to remove some things and do some things different. And so it was just getting away because I would have been back to doing the same thing, trying to move them around and get them out and rearrange it because it's taking me longer than I thought it would to get some of the vintage ones restored, refurbished, and um, and I was back on the market. So I'm thankful that Yahweh had a, I don't remember his name, a marketing operations specialist. His story for me, marketing operations specialist. He emphasizes that on how I have a hard time remembering that, that he's not the one that does the repairs, you don't do the refurbishing, you know, so now I'm working sun up to sun down to get it done because he's getting the marketing, the YouTube, the, what's that thing, zip, zip, the, whatever it is, all that stuff. He's doing TikTok and all that stuff up there, hey, Twitter and, yeah. 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 Brother, we love you. You know we do, right? Hey, Hallelujah. All right, we kind of need to stay on track. You've been going at it for about 20 minutes now. So I hate to interrupt, but I think we got a few other people on here that might want to share as well. So forgive me for stepping on your time, please. But, uh, no, thanks for sharing. It was uh, glad you had a great day today. Um, and... We'll keep you in prayer. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, that's important for everybody to understand. It is a topic meeting. The first part, we share three things we're grateful for. So that's kind of the open freestyle thing, but that's not supposed to be, you know, extremely long either. But then the second part is a topic that is going with the step itself. And, you know, if you go all over the place, people lose track, especially distracted people already. If distracted people get on and share a bunch of distractions, then the devil has his way and nobody learns anything. And people just think that, you know, Transformed is a running around in circles kind of program, and it's really not. There is actually a... a, a scriptural system of transformation, and it should come out in these meetings. We should hear it. So please stick with the topics. Thank you, Scribe. Yep, not a problem. Okay, who is next? And if you'd like, I can reread the scriptures. Would you please? Yeah, why don't you read it? Read, why don't you read it again? Because you know, 
Daniel started off talking about Jeremiah, but then I don't know where he all went from there. It was like, ding, 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 dong, ding, dong, ding. He was all over the place. So, yeah, I, I'd like to hear the scripture again. That would be helpful. Thank you. All right. Not a problem. And the word of Yahweh was to Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah the second time, while he was still shut up court of the guard, saying, So says Yahweh, its maker, Yahweh who formed it in order to establish it. Yahweh is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and inaccessible things. You do not know them. For so says Yahweh, the Elohim of Israel, concerning the houses of the city, and concerning the houses of the kings of Judah, which are torn down to defend against the siege mounds and against the sword. They come to fight with the Chaldeans and to fill them with, dead bo- with the dead bodies of men whom I have struck in my anger and in my wrath and for whom I have hidden my face from this city because of all their evil. Behold, I will bring health and healing to it and I will heal them and will show them the abundance of peace and truth and I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return and will build them as at the first and I will cleanse them from all their iniquity, which they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their iniquities, which they have sinned against me, and which they have rebelled against me. And it shall be a name of joy to me, a praise, a praise and a kavod to all the nations of the earth, which shall hear all the good that I do for them. And they shall fear and tremble for all the, for all the goodness and for all the shalom that I do. So says Yahweh, again, there shall be heard in this place, which you say shall be waste without man and without beast in the city. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so says Yahweh, again, there shall, be a, there shall be heard in this place, which you shall say shall be waste without man and without beast in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate without man, without one living in it and without beast, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those saying, praise Aleph Tav, the first and the last, Yahweh of hosts, for Yahweh is good for his mercy endures forever, those who shall bring the sacrifice of thanksgiving into the house of Yahweh, for I will bring back the captivity of the land as at the first, says Yahweh. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? It's Yami. Yes, we can hear you, Yami. Hey, I apologize. I completely fell asleep and I woke up at for for this wonderful um experience. 
you know, reading on, and um, I, it applies so much to me. Um, I, I can't remember where I was, but there was a, um, a prophet that was pretty well known um, at uh, Capital Land, I believe, in Madison, and, um, you know, as you shake your hand when you go by, uh, when you leave, and you speak to the speaker, you talk to him a minute, and when I went up to him, he took my hand, and um, he wrote on my hand, Jeremiah's this the the one about um call on his name and um wow <laughs> that was a neat experience but I'm really glad to listen to beyond it he gave me I believe verse thirty three somewhere in there and uh to to know that just like all the children of Israel I thought I loved Yah, but I didn't really because I went my own way. And despite that, he, every time I would recognize it, he would would forgive me and he would restore me. And just just to acknowledge that, to recognize that I am being changed and through that changing process, he's not um, bringing punishment to me, but he's bringing restoration because he wants me to fit where I belong. And hallelujah, I pray that his kingdom come. And his will be done in in me, in this earth that I was made of. And in all of us. Because he's, he has promised us a beautiful life. And it, began, it begins already as we walk with him and experience the exploits. We have to bring it forth for him to to use us to bring forth his kingdom and a, a way that will never end and we'll, we will be exploring his love in the many, many ways yet to come. And I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Yami. Appreciate that. Who's next? Well, you don't have to wait on me because I'm just going to listen tonight. Okay. I guess then that would either be 
Rock and Marissa or Jennifer? Or I can just go to a music break. Go ahead, Marissa. Can't hear. It doesn't matter. He he read it. He read it, yeah. So did you listen to what he said? Well, just forget it then. You obviously are not with it. You're not listening. Well, then what was it about? What did he say? If you were listening, you'd be able to interpret what he said. He didn't say it in Hebrew. He, he read it in English. What did he say? You're not listening. And that's that's the biggest challenge that you got is the lights are on and nobody's home and you're just not there. You're not catching what's going on right before your very eyes in life. And that is a real problem. You have a listening problem. So that's the defect that you really need to put under the microscope. So here's what I heard. I relate that what he expressed as a nation in chastisement and in going through much punishment in and out, in and out, which is really very much the theme of what happened regularly, but what he was setting up here was to share what they were going to go through in the captivity of Babylon and that Daniel was going to be the prophet that was going to come and all of the good stuff that you were hearing that Jeremiah was saying because Jeremiah came before Daniel what he was saying was pretty much the stuff that we saw experienced by Daniel. We saw this We lost your rock to the point of uh, where Israel was able to They were able to receive something from Shamaim, from Abaya, in the punishment, in the chastisement, in the need to relate to out of that is that we too should be able to see the times that we've been wrong, just like the nation of Israel has been wrong. We need to see where we have been wrong and go through that time of correction. Those times of captivity, those times that we were maybe locked up, that we had to sit in a jail cell, that we had to sit in a mental institution, that we had to sit in a drug rehab. Sometimes just our own self-made prison that we find ourselves in is, is bad enough of a consequence of sin 
because we put ourselves in in a prison. We put ourselves in a bondage, and that's the very punishment that while we're in that bondage, there should be awakenings that are coming to us as we're praying, we're crying out to him. We have a, a, a sorrowfulness in our heart, even as we heard in this reading, when that, when that sorrow comes out and the weeping prophet Jeremiah is, is sharing these things with a very sad and heavy heart. He's not happy that Yisrael is going to go into captivity and Nebuchadnezzar is going to take over Israel. And that Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel are going to be in the the bad circumstance that they ended up being in. But what he did was he took all of the most successful people and he brought them into his inner circle to try to get something positive out of this situation. He didn't just execute everybody. He didn't just kill everybody. And even though those guys that were there, the Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel, they were probably not even the ones that were the lawless or the ones that really brought on the consequence or the punishment. From what I can tell, anyway, I I never saw where any of those guys are really the guilty party, but the whole nation had to suffer as a result. And I think that's a major part of the message that we need to see the, the message behind the message of sometimes when a small portion of the nation of Israel was acting out in a wrong way, the entire nation got punished. And I think we need to realize that when we do the things we do, all the people around us, our families, our friends, they all get punished sometimes. And there's there's definitely, in what I'm hearing in this, there's lessons that we're supposed to learn in the punishments, and if we'll learn the lessons in the punishments, in the consequences, in the circumstances, and everything that that he puts us in, if we will learn what we're supposed to learn, then I believe there's a great, a great kavod that should go back to him. Because we come out of that that bad situation in a better place or as a better person. And that's really what was supposed to happen for Yisrael is they were supposed to become better for it. It's just like, you know, you don't send somebody to prison because you want them to be worse off. They're going to prison, they're going to jail, they're paying a consequence, they're paying a price. But the goal is a Shipley-type goal 
you want to see Stephen Shipley realize the error of his ways and for him to repent or to shuba to a point where he says, I don't want to be like that no more. And that's what I think he's really getting at here in both a short-term prophetic and a long-term prophetic. The short-term prophetic was Babylon and how they came out of Babylon, right, in a very positive way. Because all this stuff was happening 700, 600, 500 years before Yeshua. So we're talking 2,700, 2,600, 2,500 years ago. This is all in that time. So what we need to see out of that is we need to see that if we will just go ahead and we will listen closely to the Ruach HaKodesh and what the Ruach HaKodesh is trying to say in a moment-by-moment basis. And that's why I got a little frustrated and shared that and vented that out to Marissa is because I believe she's missing so much in life because something has been stolen that the enemy took along the way that causes her to not hear what's going on right in front of her, right in front of her, right in her direct parameter. And as a result, you don't get the wisdom, you don't get the lessons, you don't get the understanding, you don't get what Abba Yah is trying to show you because you're not even getting what the scripture was. You don't even hear what the scripture was. You're just not with it. You're not paying attention. So the key thing to the confrontation with her is the same confrontation to Israel that Jeremiah was doing is unfortunately they were not paying attention. Because if they would have paid attention when Moshe was on the scene, if they would have paid attention when David was on the scene, if they would have paid attention when Eliah and Elisha was on the scene, if they would have paid attention to Abraham, Yitzchik, and Yakub, if they would have paid attention to when Noah was on the scene, or when Hanach was on the scene, we've got to pay attention and got to realize that this Kitvei HaKodesh is a love letter to us as human beings that utilizes stories of countries and leadership and slaves and every kind of person just like where we are right now. You got a president, you got a uh, majority leader, you got a minority leader. You got a janitor. 
You got a dishwasher. You got a guy in prison. You got a business broker, agency developer, marketplace minister kind of guy. You got everything in between. We got all of us, and we're supposed to connect right where we are to where they were. I mean, if you've never done it before, you should really ask yourself, what characters in the scriptures do I most resemble? I did it. I do it all the time. Don't you ever put yourself in a position of being, as a woman, a Ruth or a Naomi or a Deborah or a Miriam or a Rachel? Don't you ever try to look at all you women that are on the line, all these women, and try to connect yourself to see them as real people? These are real people with real problems. And the consistency over and over and over that we see is they had real solutions. And Abiyah always showed up as the, the knight in shining armor with the real solutions to save the day yet again. It happens from society to society to society. And if you could see that he was salvation all along before Yeshua showed up 2,000 years ago, he was saving them. He was salvation in the garden. He didn't need to let them live. And he's been salvation for you, Marissa. He's been salvation for Yami. He's been salvation for Daniel. He's been salvation for Jamie. In so many more ways, than most of us even give him credit for because we don't listen, we don't think, we don't put ourselves in the position of the characters and try to connect with them as real people and say, wow, I can really relate to Rachel. Wow, I can really relate to Ananias and Sapphira. I wonder what it would have been like to be Kepha or Peter's wife. And what about Judith? Or Yahudith? Because really there is no such name as Judy... It really was originally Yahudi. Us pagan English Catholic Christian type people made up the the Jamies and the Judies and all the JJJ 
situations. We made that up. And most people don't realize that there was a book, the book of Yahudis or Judas. So I think characterization and really empathizing with, and believe me, you know, with what we just watched Daniel, the movie the other night, with what Nebuchadnezzar went through as a king in coming into truth and how he was humbled and turned into an animal to just run around out there. Think of the lessons that he was sent out to learn to humble himself so that he could have real, honest-to-goodness teshuva in bringing Babylon together with Yisrael and from king to king to king until it got to Cyrus to where they finally were brought back as a nation again. Wow! What a concept! But there were lessons that Israel was to learn from the four kings of being taken into captivity. And Jeremiah prophesied about it before it ever happened. Hallelujah. I'm so glad he prophesied not only about that, but he prophesied about each one of us going in and out of our captivity, in and out of our consequence for sin, in and out of our punishments, so that we could learn the lessons that Yah wanted us to learn so he could get all the honor and kavod. Hallelujah! I'm grateful that I've learned something, and one of them was that when I'm opening my mouth, I need to be saying something. And when I'm closing my mouth, I need to be hearing something. And I'm not going to just throw my life away with meaningless nothingness to be into my ears. Every second counts. And maybe sometimes people just got to die before they can learn how to live and really appreciate the living. Maybe you don't always appreciate that until you've come into that, that death experience. And that's the crucifixion that every one of us needs to do. And then we appreciate life a heck of a lot more. Cry out and die out to that thing in you that needs to be crucified. Teshuvah. And that captivity that you found yourself in 
over and over and over because it's kind of like the Groundhog Day. You're going to get to have to do it again and again and again until you get it right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Rock. Appreciate it. We are going to uh, cut to a song, and when we come back, we will get into the JFTNA and the Hear Whatever reading, or not the Hear Whatever, the Whatever Prayer, and... It's been a great program. I have uh, definitely learned to look at that passage differently. So, this is El Shaddai music.
whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is righteous, whatever is clean, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there's any uprightness and if there's any praise, think on me. If what you have learned and received and heard, make a U-turn at Southeast Rogers Sink Road, then Kempia and East Ram. Answer in me, practice these, and Elohim of Shalom shall be with you. If we can pray for um for my memory and my um confusion and yeah, it helps me overcome those those defects. So I can remember things and I can understand them better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Shalaya Yami. Would you like to come on and pray us out and hit on those touch points that uh, were mentioned today, that were mentioned tonight? Now you can Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's okay. Thank you, Father, that... um, (laughs) We have come into this place and gathered together to worship you, to acknowledge you, and to to bring to you the difficulties. We want you to um, heal in us. And, Father, you told us that our mind, the same mind that was in Yeshua, will be in us. And so there's not room for trouble from the enemy. And, Father, I remember when hands were laid on me and that I saw the picture of of like a whirlwind going through my mind and cleaning out the things that needed to be that would, was preventing me from... Um, from not remembering well and and not um, having any kind of difficulty in having the mind of Yeshua. Thank you for for clearing Marissa's mind now, for that same Ruach that rose Yeshua from the dead and how my mind will will bring what's needed into Marissa's mind. We cancel every assignment against Yah's people and say the mind of Yeshua, let it be in all of us and let us all um, submit our will and become the part of your body that we have been created to be and to do our job well. For you cause us to be the head, not the tail. And you cause us to rise up out of the darkness and enter into your marvelous light to be seated in heavenly place. And oh, I'm Sam. To be seated with you in a better place. And um, thank you that we will lay our head down and think of the marvelous things 
about you and that you did for us and we will sleep well and rise up in the morning submitting our will to you and grateful that we are yours and that your banner over us is love. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We just thank you for today. Abba, help us to remind those on the line that tomorrow morning at 7.37 a.m. Eastern, 6.37 a.m. Central, and 4.30 a.m. Pacific, we will be right back here on Love Live Ruach Remnant Reality Radio for praise, prayer, decree, and declare. We are excited to serve. We are honored to serve. We're humbled to serve. Help us to serve better. Yeah, help us to rest in Shalom tonight and bring us all back here tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. This is rest to hear it to show us out. 